Welcome to Courtside with Kemper with Thundering Herd women's basketball head coach, Tony Kemper. Wheeler, working against Danielson, drives in, gets the floater over top of Nelson, and one, she'll go to the line. Colclaw with the left hook, got it. Kennedy Colclaw with eight of the 14 for the Herd. Three on the clock, Wheeler, mid-range, elbow jumper, good at the buzzer. Welcome to Courtside with Kemper with Marshall Women's Basketball Head Coach Tony Kemper. I'm Andrew Rogers. Coach Kemper's team is 3-0 this season after a 65-58 victory over Moorhead State and now faces a road test against Purdue. Andrew Rogers here with Head Coach Tony Kemper prior to tonight's matchup with Purdue. Coach, let's talk about the Moorhead State win. It seemed like in that fourth quarter down the stretch, timely baskets were, were very crucial because Moorhead State, uh, I think, two or three times cut it to about one or two-point game, but you guys continued to uh, put some baskets together. What was key down the stretch there? We didn't start the way we needed to start, and then I did think that our team kind of flipped a switch at halftime. I thought we were much better in the second half, and it was, it was really an interesting game. We actually made quite a few plays to kind of put it in a really good spot, and then 30, I'm not sure what her name is, she hit three threes, bang, 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 and the 11-point lead that we worked really hard to build was kind of over in three possessions. And, and then, you know, Bree Furby just hit a huge shot to really put us back out by four and seal the win. So, you know, that's what makes basketball fun. Like, there's a lot of punches and counter punches and, and appreciate the fact that we were able to really deliver in the second half and really take a game that we didn't play that well in and kind of push it out there and have a good lead. And then, you know, hats off to them for keeping playing. She, like I said, she made three shots in like a minute and it turned right back around again. So that's the way it goes. But I'm certainly glad that we were able to figure out a way on a night like that to actually win the game and learn, hopefully learn some lessons that way rather than the other way. You said after the game, Moorhead State did a good job of kind of getting you off your spots and forcing the ball to go different places. How did you guys adjust throughout that game, and how can you take that moving forward and say, okay, we got to get it here if the teams are going to take this away? Yeah, I, th- I think we just need to understand that, uh, you know, that a- almost all teams are going to try to push you outside of where you want to catch the ball and different things like that. And I thought they did a good job of that. They were certainly ready for some of the sets that we had run against Radford. You know, it took us out of easy shots that way. And – I think seeing it on film, hopefully, and understanding the importance of timing and, and pass quality and stuff like that will help going forward. Two for 21 from three. Are those good looks that they aren't just falling, or were you happy with the shot selection there and they just weren't falling that night? Yeah, I've been happy with our shot selection all year. You know, we can't shoot two for 21 and, and expect to be as good of an offensive team as we can be. And I, I don't think that this is a bad shooting basketball team. Um, I do think that that we deal with ups and downs of confidence and they have to grow up as humans in that respect. There's not really a lot I can tell them to, I don't have magic dust that gets their chins up when they're down or um, things like that, but it's part of it. The thing that I like about this group, and I've said this quite a few different ways this year, but we did go two for 21. We found a way to score 65, which, you know, if you just have a normal shooting night, you make three more of those. Um, suddenly you're up in the 70s, and that's a good scoring night. So obviously that number's not very good, but there, I think there's some silver linings in that that when we start to play with confidence on the offensive end, I think you see our, our ability maybe. A number that I've noticed in the first three games is the free throw attempts, 20-plus free throw attempts in all three games this season. How can that help your offense continue to move forward if you're able to draw fouls, get to the line, and obviously make the free throws too? Yeah, I think that that's a really good point. I think that shows our – 
you know, we've got quick guards. And then also Kennedy Colclaw is inside there. She can get the ball to the rim. And, um, you know, people like CeCe Mays finding extra possessions at the rim with offensive rebounds. There's, there's a lot going on in the paint to, to put pressure on the other team. I think that's why our shot selection is good, too. We're kind of collapsing people and playing inside out. And I think if we continue to do that, you know, like you said, the free throws help you score the ball, and that's how you get to 65 on a night that you go two for 21. So it needs to continue. And, you know, we've been a little up and down with our free throw shooting, maybe not in actual games, but some of the scrimmages and stuff. And they just have to, you know, not get too high or too low about that, be even keeled and, and knock them in. Let's talk about tonight's matchup with Purdue, a team that's coming off a loss to Dayton right here on their home floor. What did you see from that film that stood out that made Dayton have so much success that you guys can apply tonight? Yeah, I think it really starts with they've got really good guards that can shoot. And, you know, Dayton held them to three made threes. And that they're not going to score the ball great if you can kind of limit how many good looks they get from three. So I think it starts with that. Layden, 33, really good player. Abby Ellis also, who's the point guard. They can really get going and score on the perimeter. So, you know, I think that's kind of phase one is can we limit the amount of good threes that they get? And then, uh, you know, inside, uh, Rashea Kyle is – she's shooting 70% from the field, or she was going into the Dayton game. She had a nice game against Dayton too. Um, big, uh, soft hands, good touch, all that kind of stuff. So talking about the reverse of us and their ability to put pressure on the rim, they do that through a post player. And that opens up some of those threes. So we need to do a good job on Kyle and find a way to stay. It's a little bit of both. you got to figure out a way to be packed in on her and also spread on the ones that are important. You mentioned the shooting and then obviously the inside presence. So what's the defensive approach? Is that something there where you want your guards kind of reaching in at times but not too far into where that opens up shots on the outside? Yeah, you really can't help much ball side off of their guards. So. You know, we're going to have to load some help from the weak side and in spots where we know that they're non-shooters, we got to get in there and make it hard on Kyle. So um, hopefully we can keep them off balance a little bit with how we're loading help and where we're rotating from and things like that. And But that'll be a challenge. I mean, they'll know, they'll understand how to get the ball where they want to get it. And obviously there'll, there'll be some stuff that uh, – you got to try to take away the thing you want to take away. Then you got to do your best to get out there and take away the other two. So it'll be a big challenge. I think it's a good time for this game for our team. I think a bounce back after uh, maybe a performance that we were happy with the result, but maybe not how we got there. And let's see if we can maybe move some things forward here here tonight at Purdue. How important is it that you guys have played a road game, you've won a tough road game against Radford? Does that help your team tonight knowing, okay, we've done this on the road before, maybe a different team we're going to go up against this time, but does that help build confidence for your group? I, I believe it should. You know, I, I think uh, we've now won two kind of close games. Those, those things are important in basketball. You, I believe you learn how to win them. Sometimes you learn how to lose them. And so – have two of those under our belt with a team that plays a lot of people who weren't together last year. We've got a lot of experience, but it's kind of been spread out at different places and we're trying to learn each other and how to get each other the ball and the timing of the things we like to do. So I think to come away with experience in the last two games in wins down the stretch, you know, you in a night like tonight against a team from the Big Ten, you hope that you've got a chance down the stretch to put yourself in good position. And I think if we're if we're on it from a focus perspective, I, I think we'll play hard. If we're on it from a focus perspective and an understanding of the things we can and can't do to maybe guard them, I, I think we can have a shot down the stretch to see what happens. How important is a good start to get off to the first five minutes? You did that against Radford up 13-7 to at the first uh, timeout in the game. So is that another thing that obviously can help your guys just kind of settle in a little bit and realize, okay, we're here, 
maybe there's a bit of, a little bit more of a crowd and we've settled in and we can play with these girls. Sure. I mean, I think anytime you're on the road and anytime you're playing a team from a power conference, I mean, it, it is very difficult if you spot them a really good run early. You know, we, we need to be um, somewhere near level early in the game for quite a while to, to be in there. So I think a good start is very, very important. And, um, you know, they, they run a lot of different stuff. So that will be – they're probably going to throw some things at us that we haven't seen. And so we'll have to be good about – um, communicating and, and moving and reacting to the things we see. So it'll be difficult to start well, but I do think that you're right. It is important. One final question. Maybe I should have prefaced with this, but win number 50 against Moorhead as well. So what was the feeling that, feeling like that as the head coach there getting your 50th? Well, it's, it's fun. I, I mean, I appreciate our team, honestly. I mean, I don't really know. I don't know that most coaches really even know that stuff's going on, really. But they uh, they got me last night. I had to ride a a fake bull at Texas Roadhouse. And I, I was trying to figure it out because it wasn't my birthday. But then they explained that that was for my 50th win. So it's fun to be with them. And I, I do really like this team and I enjoy being around them. And I think anybody that's been around us understands that about us. So it was good to celebrate with them. Um, I want a lot more than 50. So that's that's my short answer. I wish I would have got there earlier. <laughs> Best of luck tonight, Coach. Thanks. Thanks. That does it for Courtside with Kemper. Stay tuned because the Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network pregame show continues on right before tip-off between Marshall and Purdue. Thank you for listening to Courtside with Kemper with Thundering Herd women's basketball head coach, Tony Kemper. Thank you.